Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Spocktober. Spocktober. The final Spocktober. It's the final Spocktober. We are the Sci-Fi Wise Guys. My name is Anthony. And my name is Chris. Uh, and typically on the Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast, we watch and review straight-to-stream science fiction and science fiction adjacent television shows, movies, fan films, whatever, uh, various media. Uh, for the month of October 2022, we are also reviewing horror-themed Star Trek episodes. So we have dubbed the month Spocktober. Spocktober. This is our, our fourth and final uh, Spocktober. Spocktober. <laughs> uh, yeah, Chris, I'm just so happy to have been able to do Spocktober. I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> uh, with you. Um <laughs> Oh, so uh, Spocktober 1, if you will, was uh, season 1, episode 1 of the original series, The Man Trap. We had our creature feature, mm-hmm. and then we jumped to season 6 of The Next Generation for a nice alien abduction story in Schisms, Schisms. which is uh, the best name uh, <laughs> they got all of these. Uh, we jumped forward again, just slightly, not even that much, just slightly, Deep Space Nine season 2, Whispers. An invasion of the body snatchers from the point of view of the replacee, I guess, the replicant, the replacer. <laughs> yeah. The snatched. <laughs> this, this, uh, yeah, well, the snatched. I don't know. It's a good episode. Go, go watch it. Uh, and then we're going to, we're going to wrap up this year's Spocktober with season six, episode 25 of Star Trek Voyager. The Haunting of Deck 12. Ooh. Ooh, yes. Ghost stories. Ghost stories. Are uh, you afraid of the dark? Uh, yeah, that's. we're not reviewing that. Um, <laughs> we might at some point. Like, if yeah. we, we probably sure. won't, though. We Why not? We probably won't. <laughs> not this year. You know, when we did, the, when we were going through making the episodes uh, or planning these episodes, we didn't deliberately choose at least not at first choose an episode from four different star trek series and i've never watched star trek mixed like this like i, I like i've watched through tng and then through d space nine and then through voyager and, I, and i've seen all of you know every episode of those three shows um anywhere between two to four or five times depending on yeah. you know what we're talking about and, and as a kid i remember tng would come on and Deep Space Nine would come on in syndication on, mm-hmm. uh, I I think it would have been Spike TV. It might have been TNN, but it, it renamed to Spike, so it might have been both, actually. I, re- I think I remember Star Trek being on UPN. Oh, I, I'm about to reveal the nerdiness of my family. <laughs> I did a couple of years of homeschool in high school, and the interesting thing about homeschool, especially after you've been in normal school for, you know, 10 or 11 grades or whatever it was because you basically teach i basically teach myself i was a smart kid i get the book here's the lesson plan i do it you know i might ask questions or, or there's other things but when you think back at, at junior high and high school like how much of your day is spent not doing school like oh. how much of your day is moving from class to class or you're in your class for 50 45 or 50 minutes but really you're only learning for like 25 minutes out of it mm-hmm. so when i switched to homeschool so late you know in my primary or secondary education career you just take take that whole day those seven classes and each of them takes 20 to 30 minutes right cuz it's just real fast and when you're done with one you set it aside you don't have to get up if you don't want to you just pick up the next one and then keep going <laughs> so i'd get through a school day in 3 hours 
and still like, you know, and pass all the tests and all that. I'm not I'm not slacking off. Uh, and it was important that I did because every day at noon for four hours, they played four Star Trek The Next Generation episodes on cable television. And that's yeah. Monday through Friday. And then eventually they started breaking that up and they would do two hours of TNG and then two hours of Deep Space Nine. I was exposed to TNG and Deep Space Nine as a young kid as it was first coming out. But this is where I really remember like the stories and everything. That's my dedication to it. And we used to, used to get done with school. I'd start school at like 8 a.m., get done around 11. We'd go run errands. Uh, with my mother and it would be like, Hey, we have to be back by noon. And I'm like, yeah, we have to be back by noon. Of course <laughs> we do. sit down and watch Star Trek with us. <laughs> and it was on TNN or spike or whatever. So like the commercials were so long that you could get up and go do other things like go do your chores, go clean the kitchen, you know, uh, put things away, maybe a, a study. If you had a test or something like you could do other things at the same time. I don't remember where I was going with the store, but I wanted to share my, my early, my formative uh, experiences with Star Trek. Um, but this is, I guess this is the time, the first time since then that I've watched different Star Trek series back to back. Yeah. I mean, I just recently watched some 90s Trek while also watching Discovery or also watching Strange New Worlds. But those those feel so different. Like they're not they're not the same, right? It might as well. I mean, they're connected, obviously, and it's fun when they they reference each other or what have you, but it's not it's not the same. So having watched, you know, the original series and then really having watched a, a TNG, a D Space Nine, and then a Voyager episode so close to one another, I have really honed in on how I feel about Star Trek Voyager. It's not good. I don't <laughs> like it. I, I say I don't like it. I, I, I enjoy episodes. Some of the characters are fun. But for the most part, the show doesn't know what it is. And it spends seven seasons not knowing what it is. Uh, some of its characters, I don't think, know who they are for the entire time. And in this episode, the second to last episode of season six, which is just literally a Monster of the Week episode, told through a ghost story by Neelix, arguably one of the most annoying characters in all of Star Trek. He's the Jar Jar Binks of Star Trek. I said it. I'll say it again. He's the Jar Jar Binks of Star Trek. And then the Borg children. Like, the show... I'm getting derailed. I'm in the weeds because uh, we're here to talk about this particular episode, but this show just doesn't know what it is. It wants to be t- like a replacement for TNG, but it's trying to take in the influences from Deep Space Nine as far as having alien characters that aren't part of Starfleet on the ship um, and having children and having being able to do those types of plot lines that, that feel like they might be something from TNG because they're children on TNG, but it feels much more like a Deep Space Nine style relationship with these people. I don't know. It's just disjointed. And I think out of all of the 90s Trek, Voyager is aged the most poorly. Well, after your long and thorough soliloquy... You're welcome. I'll go ahead and just give a little bit of background for me when it comes to, to Voyager. I haven't seen every episode. In fact, I think I haven't even seen any episodes of season two forward. Oh. And whenever I mention that to people, I get a lot of like, well, how can you call yourself a Star Trek fan? Well, because I want to strangle Neelix <laughs> every yeah. time he appears on screen, like the first three episodes. I'm like, what in the hell is this guy doing on a starship? Yeah. Like he, the first thing he does, I mean, aside from lie to everyone involved, is he deliberately, <laughs> he deliberately sabotages a diplomacy event like yeah <laughs> like like with a group of highly advanced uh scavenger people so that's cool that's great thanks neelix i'm glad you're here and it's just it's one of those things where like and i i've mentioned it before with deep space 9 and tng 
that I just, it takes a long time for me to get used to something. Mm-hmm. It's not like I don't like change, but, but if I'm going to dedicate, like well, no, if I'm going to dedicate myself to watching seven seasons of a television show, like it's got to be really good the first time I watch it. Sure. You know, sure. How long have we been recording for uh, 12 minutes and 36 seconds? Uh, so I'll never watch Game of Thrones again. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, the it's not as long of a time commitment, but like, I know how it ends. I don't want to watch it. I don't want to yeah. watch a series that I'm not going to enjoy all the way through. Um, and I just haven't worked up the effort you don't, to watch all of Voyager. So You don't want to hate watch it? Yeah. Regarding Game of Thrones? Well, not even necessarily hate watching it. It's just like, <laughs> imagine a time loop. Like you're in a time loop, right? Like oh, it's no. like Stargate, like that episode of Stargate when yeah, um, yeah, yeah. they're in the time loop. Where he misappropriates military government funds and uh, sexually harasses the female his, major underneath him. Yeah, his co yeah. command. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, that but, episode? Um, Is that the episode you're like, talking about, Chris? Like I, I feel like when I was watching Voyager, I felt like, I let me rephrase that. While I was watching Voyager, I was getting to the point where I was like, I'm Teal'c. Mm. where he gets that door slammed into his face every single time the loop starts and if i'm guy, if i'm going to if i'm going to hate watch a show like that or um if i just know how it's going to end i don't want to suffer through the loop so i'm not going to watch it no matter how good i think the first couple episodes or seasons are i'm just not willing to put in the time and i don't want that to happen to voyager Oh, so with Voyager, and specifically in regards to Neelix, Neelix gets better. He gets significantly better, and he also gets significantly less screen time. Really, I think once whatever the the his girlfriend, what's her name? Peace. Yeah, yes. once she leaves, I think he becomes a lot less insufferable. It's just they, like they said, they just it feels the show feels half baked. Every character feels half baked. I like Captain Janeway. I think she's a good captain. I don't care for Chakotay. Like I, this most recent rewatch, which I've done in the last year, he doesn't do anything. He's just kind of like there. Like they don't know how to have a like in this in this show. The writers, the creators, didn't know how to have a male first officer work under a female captain. It's like they didn't know how to write that type of dynamic. Like they like, which is is easy as heck to write because she's a captain and he's a first officer. It doesn't matter what like what gender they are or race or like alien species or whatever. Uh, but I'm saying that from the lens of 2022. Who knows, right? Very very different back then. Probably needlessly different, but different. So I, I don't know. Uh, I- anyways, um. That's kind of where I stand on Voyager. It's got fun one-off episodes, but you can't take the whole thing seriously. There's no... The overarching plot means almost nothing, especially after watching Battlestar Galactica, the whatever the 2004 or whatever uh, reboot, uh, which is basically, hey, we're going to we're gonna go to Earth, and we're going to spend f- four seasons getting there, and uh, hey, actions have consequences, and all these characters in the background will have names and recur and blah, blah, blah. Like It's like Voyager, the idea, the premise of Voyager is not meant to be monster of the week episodic television. It's meant to be something more, uh, the big serial. Yeah. More yeah, serial. Grand. Yeah. yeah. Uh, regardless, uh, the haunting of deck 12, <laughs> now that we've just trashed on this show that I actually don't hate. Uh, but now that we're, I mean, you, you cannot hate something and it still be the least favorite. It is my least favorite. <laughs> Hey, and if it's not your least favorite, that's okay. Where we don't have to agree. Um, hopefully, my argument uh, is very obviously my opinion. 
and uh, it's okay if we don't agree on opinions. The Haunting of Deck 12, Season 6, Episode 25. Let's get some facts out of the way. The blurb reads, Neelix engages the four ex-Borg children in a ghost story to keep them calm during a ship-wide power shutdown. This episode is sitting at 7.1 out of 10 stars on IMDb, with 32.4% of the votes being a 7. 20.9 a 8, uh, what is it, about 15 a 10, about 13 a 6, and everything else is 6 or below. Kind of middling to positive, like it's not, it didn't get a lot of negative, um, but it's not overwhelmingly positive. So kind of mixed to positive, I guess, is how we would uh, describe the public opinion as it pertains to IMDb anyways. I would say it's above, like above average. Yeah, above average. Sure. Like you can't say it was well received. I, I guess the best way to describe this ranking, or at least the scoring, it wasn't received poorly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that's the best way to describe it because I mean, look, being completely objective here, and I'm saying this in all seriousness, the 219 people that rated this episode of 10, come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like even even if you love Voyager, right? Like even if even if Voyager is your absolute favorite Star Trek, this episode is not a 10. And no. in this essay, <laughs> it's also not a 3. Yeah, for sure. Honestly, like it's yeah. it's not a 1, it's not a 2, it's not a 3, it's not a 4. It's probably a 6 or a 7. Like yeah. I'd give this thing a 6 and a half. So Okay. Yeah, I I I think I probably I mean just if we're just jumping in and giving ratings now. I give it a six and a half to seven for sure. Yeah. It's not bad. It's not terrible. (laughs) No, not at all. I do actually uh so just we're kind of doing this back and forth here. I actually kinda enjoy the storytelling device of the campfire kind (laughs) of sci fi campfire ghost story that is a flashback to a time that's already passed on the ship and then telling the story. And I like yeah. also the conceit that Neelix is a an unreliable narrator. Like, what parts <laughs> did he embellish? What parts did he make up? How much of this is true? You know, sure. how much of it is he just can't remember and is filling in the blanks? I think that's a lot of fun, and I think that's that's why I lean more towards the seven, I, because as much as this is just a generic as generic as you can get Star Trek story, it's the way it's told that I think that makes it pretty unique. Yeah, this follows a long line of not just necessarily Star Trek episodes, but just television episodes in which flashbacks are necessary for the plot. Yeah. You used a word earlier, adjacent. <laughs> Obviously to annoy me, but yeah. it reminded me of our good friend Bevan, who loves Family Guy. And he asked me if I liked Family Guy, and I said no, because I hate all the flashback jokes. Yeah. And I don't necessarily enjoy flashbacks as a plot device for exposition, or, oh, we can't really explain this plot hole. Let's have a flashback. A lot of times people can also use flashbacks for clip shows, clip episodes. This is not yeah. a clip episode. Yeah. Th- this is much like the episode where Riker is being accused of committing a sexual assault. Oh, and a and murder. murder. Yeah. yeah. Was, so you just skip past the murder part. There. Well, no, and, 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 yeah, and. and. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, I'm not saying that Riker wouldn't commit a murder. I'm 100% sure that he wouldn't commit a sexual assault. That's that's you know, that's what I was trying to get there. But murder's still on the table, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay, I mean, anyone's, we're in, any, okay. anyone's capable of anyone's capable of murder or at least being responsible for someone else's death. Oh, he was responsible for a lot of deaths. I've seen, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I I I I agree. This is a lot of fun regardless of it whether whoever the character is, it works for Neelix because he is the comic relief of the show for lack of a better term. 
I'm not familiar with who these Borg children are. I have no idea what they're doing on the ship. It's not important. Oh, they mentioned they were, this is before you were rescued by Seven or whatever. That's all you really need yeah. to know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't matter who they are. What matters is we have characters who aren't involved in the A story mm-hmm. in any way. But the B story, like, is our primary focus, like, all, everything that we get in terms of storytelling comes from the A story, which occurred before. And I'm not even sure, like, the timeline. Like, like how long is this, um, spoilers in 321, how long has this life form been on the ship? He says you know it's I mean? from several months ago before yeah. they were there. And they, you know, so right. less than a year, but it's pretty interesting. More than six months. So, yeah. No, I just, it's, I don't, like, I, I was racking my brain <laughs> watching the episode, like, yeah. Have have I ever seen an episode of television like this? And I couldn't really like. Obviously, I've seen ghost story episodes, but I'd never seen anything like at least in Trek where you know, hey, the reason why we're telling you this ghost story is because X Y Z something happened and it's been going on. Yeah. And yeah, Voyager does that a couple of times in the later seasons, maybe even early on, where there's there's a there's a decent recurring plot line um, in the maybe even the first season. But it might be second or third. Where it things are slowly revealed. Who this is? Oh, this is why all of this has been happening. Blah blah mm-hmm. blah. So it does it a few times. But I think this is the most like direct and the most self-contained uh, story. I didn't realize you'd never seen that much of Voyager um, and didn't know who these Borg children were. The oldest one, uh, Echep, he he makes an appearance in later Trek as well. Uh, not neat. the same actor, but the character. See, which is pretty cool. Yeah, um, yeah. As have you seen Picard? Uh, I've seen like the first three or four episodes, yeah. Okay, well then never mind. Um, I'll cut that. <laughs> I think I think I think twenty twenty three is going to be my Star Trek catch up year. I think I've decided. I decided that back. I think early on. I think I'm going to devote twenty twenty three to. Are we going to do? Are we going to start of, a Star Trek podcast? Well, I, I, I what I figured I would do is watch all of Trek in chronological order. Chronological order? Yeah. Or release order? No, chronological uh, in the timeline. I don't think it works that way. I hate, I don't like it, but that's that's my plan. Uh, <laughs> I just there's some okay. Enterprise is weird. All right, moving on. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll we'll start it. We'll we'll discuss create, creating our uh, our Star Trek chronological order podcast. We'll call it the least generation. Um, <laughs> the weakest generation. Uh, we'll, we'll spitball. We'll we'll, uh, yeah. we'll, uh, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll uh, it brainstorm out. that a little bit and come back around. Okay, so you're you're getting. So I've seen this episode before as as I've watched all of Voyager. So, but you're getting this episode for the first time, kind of out of context. Like you said, you're not mm-hmm. sure who all the characters are. So why don't you? I mean, like take the floor. Like, what, what are your opinions? What were your overall thoughts? Does this make you want to watch Voyager? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's funny. So um, I watched it this morning. I woke up kind of early. I was in the living room. My wife had gone to do a grocery pickup. She came into the house and she's like, are you watching Voyager? (laughs) I was like, yeah, I've never seen this episode before. And then she made the comment like, well, you haven't seen any of them, which I thought was really funny coming from her. Yeah, yeah. I think she's seen all of Voyager. But like I said, I've, I've seen all of season one. I, what I really found fascinating is like how the different jobs, like it, like everyone's job. So if you're not familiar with Star Trek Voyager at all, I don't know why you're listening to this specific episode of our podcast. But to give a little bit of context, the USS Voyager uh, is stuck in the Delta Quadrant. No, Gamma. Delta. Gamma? 
Delta. Delta. They're all the same. All, all the quadrants. I don't know why there's like alpha, beta, Delta, and gamma, right? Is that it? Yeah, right? gamma and Delta. Yeah. Why did we skip Charlie? We didn't. Sun That's Porter. gamma. <laughs> so they're far away from Starfleet. There's only 100-ish people on the ship. Ish. It's a smaller ship than what we're used to, I think, in any other... I think Navy Enterprise has less, if not the same amount of people on it. Possibly. I actually don't. When, when um, Enterprise mean the NX-01, like the Enterprise show? Well, I'm I, I meant sure. the, the Enterprise show, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. So NX-01, yeah. If I remember right, everyone does double duty or something like that. Like everyone had to get cross-trained to do multiple things. A lot of the people who are on this ship aren't even Starfleet officers. Most of them are members of the Maquis. So that's cool. At this point in season six, I think a lot of that aggression or conflict has weeded itself out. But for me, who's only familiar with season one, everything's contentious. All the relationships are still kind of contentious. (laughs) Watching each of the characters interact with the ship, with each other, like when Seven of Nine rolls up on that ensign, she's like, yo, you broke this. <laughs> she's like, uh, I haven't even started my job. Like, you know what I mean? Like that, like that yeah. was really funny. And like the look on Seven of Nine's face is like, uh, well, um, I, uh, just, uh, just, I'll just, uh, just kind of stare at this console and not apologize, <laughs> <laughs> not apologize for being a complete jerk to you, Ensign Rando. But, you know, Tulak and Neelix's relationship was really funny. I, I don't necessarily believe that Neelix saved Tuvok's life. I'm sure he did. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> this is also another episode in which the ship turns against the crew in one way or another, which is a good old standby. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like. And without Wesley's nanomachines this time. Yeah. I think yeah. Bones said it best in Star Trek 2009 like, space is death. And there's nothing scarier than being in space and the one thing that's there to protect you from space is something that you can't control just kind of another instance of a starship is just a submarine oh yeah you know the claustrophobia that you have to feel whenever the ship starts breaking down uh, Mm -hmm. of its of seemingly of its own accord like yeah yeah guys yeah are we good like what's going on it's like hey man environmental controls decade i don't know what's going on over there like you should go check it out cool well, I'm here. Everything's fine. <laughs> Hold on. Is that a po- is that a poisonous gas? Oh hell! This just oh, happened man. last week. Yeah. <laughs> Which something gas wrong is this? with the EPS conduits? <laughs> something I also noticed is the techno babble was kept to a, like a, a like a minimum, and I don't know if that's because of it's Neelix telling the story. And so Neelix doesn't know the techno babble. Well, I think um, he, he does so, a little bit at the beginning and he gets called out by the kids, which was yeah. a great little meta moment. You could just imagine some nerd at a convention. Well, in that episode of Voyager, I don't, yeah. I don't they said this. And according to the tech manual released 10 years prior, <laughs> yeah. I have an annotated version here, blah, blah, blah. And so he just drops. He's like, you know what? I don't know. It just drops. You're it. right. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Do you want to tell the story? Yeah. <laughs> Classic. If you've ever been around a campfire telling a story, and then there's that jerk who has something, you're like, you know what? Hey, you tell a scary story. How about that? Like, yeah, that's classic. Yeah. That was really good. That was really fun. Overall, like, my initial thoughts, like I said, I think this is a six and a half. It's not a. It's not terrible. For an episode that is really focused on, like, children. Sure. You know what I mean? Because, like, this episode can't function unless the children are involved. Because if it's not if it's not a, a a campfire ghost story, then all we do is just get the episode as if the plot's happening in real time. A very derivative so, 
Star Trek yeah. episode, yeah. which I've seen a hundred times. Well, and so. this kind of goes back to my whole bit, my oft repeated bit about how one of the great things about sci-fi and, and fantasy to a lesser extent is that you can tell the same story over and over and over again, and it can be different. And it can be interesting every single time. This is from a, from a pessimist's point of view, just another, the ship has been taken over by some sort of alien yeah. entity. Yeah. We've got a, the captain's got a reason with it in order with yeah. the blah, 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 blah. But no, it's told in a much more interesting way. The whole ghost story aspect, the kids who are, they're interesting characters because they're former Borg, but they're still like young. And you can definitely see that the the older child is a lot less, I guess he's a lot more Borg and a lot less uh, not Borg than the yeah. younger children. And he kind of, it takes longer for him to understand things um, because he's much more into his, uh, his development. Having their reaction to it. So seeing them be kind of normal kids for a minute is also pretty interesting as far as the larger Voyager story goes. So the whole thing is is told very very well. Uh, it's interesting that you you know you were like I don't know who these kids are, but it doesn't matter. Like you can get the episode, not having known that you hadn't seen all of this, which I don't know how I didn't know. Uh, and we'll have to uh, reestablish whether or not we're even going to give you wise guy status here since you haven't seen this. <laughs> I still would have had you watch this episode. It's a perfect bottle episode. It has nothing to do with any overarching plots. There's nothing here that happens that impacts anything else. You mentioned the no-name ensign. She's a recurring character who's just not good at her job. It's kind of a joke. That's why Seven rolls up on her. He's like, you broke this. She's just like, what did I do? Because she totally believes for a moment that she broke it by taking <laughs> the panel off. Wait, um, I did what? I I don't know. Did it, like, you tell me I did I mean, it? I'll believe you. Like, <laughs> I didn't even start the diagnostic yet. What are you talking about? Yeah. Man? Uh, and then she's she's in the dark hallway for several hours. And uh, instant Kim comes around a corner. She gets him in the gut. <laughs> <laughs> We've been boarded by the like, no no we haven't. Everything's fine. Are you sure it's just a power outage? Isn't that what they do before they board you? Yeah, isn't that like what they sometimes do? Who aliens? And I'm like, aren't you an alien? Like who's an alien? Why do they? What are they talking? She's a Bajoran, about? yeah. Yeah, I know, but like she looked like one. She, yeah. She's a Bajoran talking to a human about aliens. Yeah. Aren't they both aliens to each other? Or is alien just like like the universal translator for anybody who's not on the ship? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it no, it always makes me really uncomfortable yeah. whenever Starfleet starts talking about aliens, and I'm like, who <laughs> who counts? <laughs> Aren't we all aliens? I'm confused. Well, I I wonder if it's like just the catch-all term for non-members of the federation possibly like not necessarily people who aren't part of the federation but humanoids and non-humanoids whose members of those species aren't involved in mm. starfleet or other things in any way like the crystalline entity entity is alien oh you know sure what i mean like the well, that's a different that's maybe using are, it slightly different yeah well the kazons are aliens you know yeah. what i mean like because yeah. they're not part of the federation but they are humanoid so. They just need a haircut. What about? Uh, I guess like you you would use the term. I guess this term isn't really used, but I remember hearing it more growing up. Like foreign aliens, like somebody who's not from our country would be as foreign aliens. So maybe that's how they're referring to it. Not necessarily that they're not human, but that they're not yeah. part of us. You're right. Okay, I was I'm in a show with aliens in it space aliens. When they use the term aliens, I was expecting that definition. But you're right. It's probably the well by definition. Okay, an alien. Is as an adjective is belonging to a foreign country or nation or is a noun a foreigner, okay. especially one who is not a naturalized citizen of the country in which they are living. Okay, so, well there you go. 
the crystalline yeah. entity is as alien as it can get. It or will not be granted access yeah. <laughs> to Federation space. A hypothetical fictional being from another world or a plant or alien species introduced from a another country and later naturalized. Okay. So All right. I, I think I just went straight for the space alien yeah. definition because they're in space. Yeah. And there's well, I mean, aliens. I, 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 yeah. Like, that's one of those words that you, you use in everyday conversation. Like, oh, this, this thing is completely alien to me. You know mm. what I mean? Like, it's how often is it? Yeah, I totally use that? every day. Exactly, everyday conversation. Yeah. I'm like, ooh, so, like, this concept is alien to me. Yeah. It's a word that, like, like it probably needs to be used more. <laughs> probably. Probably. Okay. But, okay. It's just, it, the whole scene kind of struck me as funny when they're just, they are alien to each other, talking about other aliens. Uh, I don't know. It's interesting. How'd you enjoy the the sentient gas? Oh, I love species. sentient gas clouds. They're my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Out of all of the sentient non-humanoid beings out there it goes uh, silicon beans that we drill into and destroy the environment of and then gas cloud beings right there one after the other 100 percent. i think my favorite non-humanoid alien in modern trek is the um it's that one episode where they like travel through like a like a, a gas cloud oh but but <laughs> these organisms exist on a two-dimensional plane oh so they get underneath the enterprise and they're like they're like pushing it with them, like they're they're headed towards a two dimensional tear in space, but right, the like tear is vertical, right? And they're and they're on the horizontal plane, so that you can't see them. Yeah, and that that's a fun episode. That I think that's episode. I think that's the one with Troy when she loses her em- empathic abilities, possibly, and she and Data have to figure it out together. I a hundred percent kind of just black out any sort of Troy plot. <laughs> um. <laughs> Sorry, I'm sorry. That's just that's, uh, that's, might that's be more, might be for the best. For the best. There's an episode of the Orville where they go into two dimensional space, and it's really cool. Like the whole concept of it is it's pretty awesome. As far as the horror aspects of this episode, it's I guess kind of atmospheric in the in the, when they're telling the story, like when we're in the quote unquote present time. But everything else, there's really there's, there's nothing horror about it. This is very much a poltergeist episode. Kinda. Like this is a haunted house. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like the A story is haunted house. The B story is just telling the story. Yeah, of the haunted house. It's so. interesting. The B story is more or less just a framework for the A story. I don't even know if you would call them A and B story. I'm sure there's some other term for it. Yeah, it's not super scary, and it would be less scary, even less scary, if Starfleet had flashlights like we have in the 21st century, they can light up a whole room <laughs> off of a AAA battery. Like he has that lamp. It's the, these lamps are a good, like 14 inches, right? Tall cylinder glowing lights on all sides. Barely. It's a dim, like we can see kind of, but not really. Like I, when I was a kid, my dad had a flashlight. It was that kind of, uh, that light tan color that everything was there for a minute in the eighties. And, it was a flash. It was a pretty bright flashlight, but you could pull the handle back, and it would become mm-hmm. like a to- like a like a torch or like a lamp, and you could set it down, and it would glow all around, and it would be super bright, brighter than every single one of those lamps in this episode combined. And this is '80s technology. And then not only that, but the power cell goes out after a few hours. These are the most worthless lanterns. I don't know what you would call them. Would they be a lantern? Whatever. It's horrible. Did the power cell go out, or was he just messing with them? Good question. Like, he, like, because he's yeah. trying to get him to shut up, and he's just like, you know what? 
<laughs> see how this goes. Maybe. But it just, on the bridge, when, she, when the uh, captain lights hers up, it like barely shines on her face and it's right next to her. And I'm like, I get yeah. it. They're trying to tell a ghost story so they need to be dark, but it's like, hey, this, uh, excuse me, excuse me. Yeah. Not new se- year. It's season six, episode 25, <laughs> Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> the haunting of deck 12. <laughs> the, uh, Lights. Well, I mean, well, well if you think power, about what are the what's the amperage on a power cell? If you think chronologically, does this episode take place before or after Generations in the timeline? Oh, way after, yeah. Okay, in Generations, that scene when they're on the Saragossa Observatory, uh-huh. they have uh-huh. flashlights, yep. and those flashlights illuminate an entire room. Yep. <laughs> yes, and they're handheld. Yes, <laughs> like they're just holding them in their little hands. Yeah. So. Uh, I don't know. It's one of it's it, this is this isn't really a complaint about Voyager or a complaint really about this episode. It's more about how Star Trek's it, it, you, you get reminded every once in a while that it's still a monster of the week television show, and if they need something to work a certain way, they'll make it work that way. Yeah. This this episode yeah. came out in the year two thousand, so it's but it's still strongly nineties Trek. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the 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 technology does what the technology does, unless we need to change it. Yes. So this is like transporters are uh, what we call plot devices. <laughs> <laughs> They do whatever the plot says that they do. Doesn't matter. The doctor can create a cure, an inoculation for any virus at the speed of plot. And that's any doctor, really. Yeah. Oh, we've got, we have 30 minutes. But guess what? I'm going to figure this cure out in uh, 28 minutes and 30 seconds. Just enough time. Just enough time for me to call the bridge, let them know. And then whoever the commanding officer is to look over to the one of the helmsmen or its own ops and tell them that they need to release it into the atmosphere. Yes. Oh yes. Systems. Oh yeah. yeah. The, uh, the breathable vaccines are my favorite. The more dire the episode is, the more likely they're going to release <laughs> the cure through the ventilation system. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. And look, and it's always a color. Like, like why is it a color? Like, why is it just get, why is it just air? Like there should be no, uh, anyways, this is a fun episode. I liked this episode. It's also a bit more, I like that it's a lot, a lot more lighthearted than everything else we've watched. Like there were no murders in this episode. No one died. Obviously characters died in our creature feature, including the creature. Uh, at least one character died in schisms and other people were hurt. Like the whole Riker getting his, schism? uh, this ra- random ensign didn't make it back. They mentioned uh, kind of offhand. Uh, it's actually a continuity error because at the end, Picard's on the uh, the captain's log saying that everyone is safe and sound, but they never resolved uh, the fact that that ensign was gone. What ensign? Uh, fine, we'll look it up. I don't know. I think like because Riker grabs their legs or whatever. No, no, no. You're thinking of there's more than one. There's more than oh, one. Oh, ensign Hagler? I believe Hagler. Yes, that sounds right. Uh, he dies shortly after returning. That's right. Yeah, they mentioned yeah. that. Yeah. So I guess, I, I guess what he meant, what everyone was... Whoever was in, yeah, whoever was the, in the other universe is fine. Yeah, but I think that's someone what he died meant. from their injuries from being in sure, the, sure. The, the universe. Yeah, sure, sure. And yeah. of course, in whispers, replicant Miles does perish, and maybe maybe one of the aliens. I guess, and maybe shot. one of the aliens. We're not entirely sure. So this is this is a lot more lighthearted. It, like you said, it's a ghost story with children around a sci-fi campfire. Who knows if it actually happened or not? There's no, we yeah, have no idea. I mean, there, this could have all been made up. <laughs> in terms of like the episode itself, like it is fun. Like it really honestly is. Like this is a fun episode because once we figure out that this happens in the past, there aren't any stakes. Right. We already know that everything's going to be okay. The only reason why we're here is to let 
the the life form return to its nebula. We we don't get that to the very end of the episode, but while you're watching it, you're like, oh well, it doesn't matter if there's anyone that's going to be hurt because we know that everything's going to be okay. I mean, a random background ensign could get killed or something, but they don't. But yeah, but that gives us the viewer the opportunity to just enjoy the story for right. the story. Like I don't have right. to be worried. Like is Chakotay going to make it? Is Tuvok going to make it? I wish not. Did the, Neelok, are we sure that Neelix saved him? Is everything okay? Like, yeah. we don't have the to worry kids about it. try to like, but what if? But what if? And he's like, no, nah, yeah. don't worry about it. I'm like, that's, that's a nice, it was a nice conceit. Like there's a little bit of talking directly to the audience that happens in this episode that I really appreciated. Really, really did. This is fun. Yeah. This is a great way to end Spocktober. Spocktober. Yeah, it's back. Uh, I I, uh, I don't know if we'll do this again next year. I think we've done something different for Halloween two years in a row now, but I, I'd be very interested to uh, to bring this back, maybe dedicate a little bit more time to it. Did you enjoy Spocktober? I did enjoy Spocktober. This is the only episode that I hadn't seen, uh-huh. so that was neat. Yeah. The list that we were looking at before we picked these four episodes had a lot of other quote-unquote scary episodes and even we got strange new worlds we got a horror episode we got a um like a jason slash michael myers unstoppable killer episode on the ice planet mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mixed in a little bit with the thing yeah eh, I mean, a- a yeah, alien, but yeah yeah well, well alien on a alien ice burst out of people's chests kind of thing yeah, yeah. kind of like alien versus pre- never mind well i mean the alien movies are just jason movies just an alien wow okay bold I'm statement keep, I'm keep, all right I'm uh, sorry alien. everyone for uh i like i chose a bad co-host uh i mean it's some would true. say he chose me but he <laughs> hasn't seen uns- all of star trek voyager unstoppable uh, killer he's had 20 in a, years in a scary situation no no you're right it's, you're right yeah um seemingly so unstoppable yes it would behoove us if the listeners want us to do it again there are there are other episodes we can watch so absolutely tons of them and yeah. if you want us to start a Star Trek podcast, the least generation, <laughs> uh, let us know. We'll uh... chronologically confused about timelines. That's yes. That's we'll the... do it, and we'll throw in fan films. We'll do it. What in chronological order? Right? Like, wouldn't it be great yeah. to watch all like, of them? If you could just if you watch the first frontier and then go right into Strange New Worlds. Like, what the heck happened? <laughs> <laughs> I look oh, up man. and I ask myself. How did I get here? How did I get here? Uh, regardless, this was a lot of fun. Thanks for uh, <laughs> thanks for agreeing to go along with this. Uh, I think I think I saw the word Spocktober somewhere, and I was like, "Oh, it's Perfect. it's in. We're we're good." <laughs> Guess what we're doing in October? <laughs> Spockin'. If y'all have suggestions for uh, future Spocktober episodes, or if you just have suggestions for other straight to stream science fiction that you'd like to subject us to, let us know. You can email us sci-fi wise guys at gmail.com we're also on the twitter and the instagram at sci-fi wise guys uh, you can reach out to us there throw your opinions into the social media universe and they will live forever uh, if you liked the podcast please share it with your friends we'd really really appreciate it word of mouth is the number one way that podcasts grow uh, if you hated this podcast share us with your enemies yes yeah subject Everyone them to deserves. us to listen to this podcast everyone deserves to listen to this podcast stay healthy stay hydrated and the next time you're around a campfire and someone's trying to tell a good story let them tell it yeah i guess that that's fine i got yeah, no, no comment <laughs> bye guys bye oh we didn't pick an idiot
It's because Neelix is an idiot. Yeah, fair enough. I accept that. Yeah. <laughs> 